before we get started, I need you to do me one favor. Pull out your phone and text this number, 501-214-4307. I just want to text you a couple of times a week, send you some fun messages, videos, just to encourage you on your unconventional journey. Again, all you got to do is text 501-214-4307. I just want to be your friend, y'all. Just text me. You've got to sit down and you've got to say, okay, you know, yeah, it's great to have mentors. Yeah, it's great to have people that you look up to or that you follow on Instagram or whatever that you can learn from. But when it all comes down to it, you got to do what's right for you. And what worked for them is not necessarily going to work for you. I've always felt and I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind. But I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. One month before her wedding, her partner of six years left her. That same week, her college closed the opportunity for her to finish her degree. So just in a few days, our guest this week, Haley Luckadoo, had to reimagine what her life would look like moving forward. She never would have guessed the unconventional path that she soon would take. What is up, my friends? If this is your first time listening, what's up? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today, we're going to be talking about why you, as an unconventional leader, should make your own map, consume less so that you can create more. Haley Luckadoo is a digital marketer, the owner of Luckadoo Media. Side note, isn't Luckadoo not the best last name ever? I love it. She's also the host of Females on Fire podcast. And today, we dig into trusting yourself leaning on what you already know, shutting out the voices and designing the map that's going to take you to where you need to go. But do you trust yourself? Do you trust that you know enough? Sometimes we're hiding behind all the information in this quote, quote, learning stage because honestly, we're insecure. We don't want to take the next step. So we're like, oh, one more course, one more coaching package, one more mentor, one more podcast episode, one more binging on YouTube. When are we going to stop and actually do what we already know we should be doing? And y'all listen, I'm guilty of this too. So is Haley. But we're going to talk about it today. Are you ready? Make sure you connect with Haley at HaleyLuckadoo.com. That is linked in the show notes. Before we get into this, if you know someone in the digital space. I think all of us are in the digital space. Let's be real. If you know anyone who is putting their voice out online into digital marketing, but they struggle with overwhelm and overthinking everything, take a screenshot of this episode. Share Haley's wisdom with them. You never know what sharing one message can do for somebody. So thank you so much for helping us reach unconventional leaders. Y'all, let's get into this. Make your own map and trust yourself for digital marketing with Haley Luckadoo. I did not get into business in your traditional like, oh, I went to school for business and wanted to be an entrepreneur kind of way. 
I actually, I'm super multi-passionate. So it's cool that we're talking about that. I wanted to do everything and changed my major in college like a million times and finally had settled on criminal justice, which is so not relative to what I do. I have a criminal justice minor. Really? Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. But I I settled on criminal justice. I was going to be a defense attorney. That was my whole thing. I didn't really feel like that was the thing I wanted to do over everything else. But I was like, well, I've been in school for like two years. I really need to pick something. We would have been the most like peppy, happy criminal justice people ever. (laughs) Exactly. My dad was like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I was like, yes, this is it. I got it. So I had been stuck in criminal justice for about a year of school. And I was about to go into my senior year. I was finishing up. And I also had had this boyfriend, there's always a guy, right? Of like six years, we got engaged and we were going to get married the summer before senior year. And a month before the wedding, he called it off (gasps) in a text message. (gasps) You don't do that, folks. No. Nope. (laughs) Who does that? And he was like, hey, six years have been great. Can't do this anymore. Have a nice life. Yeah. And that same week, I found out, I got a letter from the school saying, hey, we know you're on full financial aid, but we cut that. So pay us or don't come back. So I couldn't afford it. So I lost the future husband and the future degree within the same week and cried my eyes out, had my whole little spiel. And then I was like, I got to keep the lights on. So Mm. what am I going to do? And the only skill I felt like I really had, uh, not that I was necessarily qualified for, but that I had was I had just planned my own wedding. And I was like, well, okay, I have a lot of friends getting married. I'm just going to get them to pay me a little bit of money, plan their weddings, keep the lights on, do this over and over until I figure out what I'm going to do next. I never intended for it to be a thing. Their mothers referred me, their friends referred me within six months. I went, okay, I'm kind of running a business. I should probably figure out how to do that. And just Googled my heart out. And about three years into running that business, which I I ran that for five years, I just was so passionate about the actual business side of it, not even the weddings. And had people coming to me like, how do you do your social media? How do you do this? How do you do that? So I opened a second company doing like digital marketing and virtual assistant work. And that company went so well that we shut down the wedding planning company. It's transitioned. It's pivoted over the years. And now... It's my company, Luckity Media, where I coach on money and marketing. I We have social media services with through our agency. I do a lot of speaking. I do my podcasts. And so it's crazy the way that it's evolved over the last six years. And I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. So it's so wild. Evolve is such a fantastic word because a lot of times when we get into something, we're like, I have to know... Every single thing, I have to have the plan. I have to be, you know, super solid in it and to have the faith and trust in the process to do the next right thing. And like mm-hmm. you coming out of like a, a, a wedding that was supposed to happen and you'd be like, well, you know, I'm going to use this skill set and I'm just going to be resourceful and start charging people to plan. Wow, that takes some like massive courage, girl. But I was just <laughs> curious about, you know, as things evolved and trusting the process, like were there times where your mind kind of got in the way where you're like, no, I've got to figure this out and like have this strategy and all that. And kind of how were you able to balance the dreaming big that you're passionate about and also to 
being logistical and uh, well thought out and planning things and just kind of marrying those two philosophies together. I just want to like preface this by saying, I don't know if it was courage or just sheer desperation. Sometimes I think they go hand in hand, right? Sometimes I think like you have to have both to actually like move forward because sometimes we get so stuck in the fear of it. I was always a very resilient person. And I was very, very fortunate to grow up with the parents that I had. And so I grew up with my mom literally anytime something happened. Like I didn't make a team or didn't get a trophy or whatever. My mom would always look at me and be like, you'll figure it out. It'll be okay. You'll figure it out. That stuck with me for so long. And especially through entrepreneurship, because I feel like I can hear her voice in my head every time something goes wrong saying you'll figure it out. And it's just sort of become like my mantra. And even now, me and my husband, every time something happens, we just look at each other and we're like, we'll figure it out. Like we don't actually know if we will, but we're going to say it and hope that it's true. And so I, I think that's it. I think you just kind of have to say, okay, I don't know what this looks like right now. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm going to figure it out. And it's just sort of that process of continuing to tell yourself that until you believe it and saying, okay, you know, if I don't do that, if I don't move forward, if I don't try to figure it out, then where does that get me? I'm just here. I'm stuck. I'm not moving. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to not be moving, especially if you run a business. So for me, it was just always saying, okay, I, I don't know how, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the digital landscape has, has evolved itself and changed so much even from, you know, five, six years ago, I was reading in my journal this morning, uh, to 2015. And I was like, I just started a Facebook group. And it was like the first, you know, I hadn't started anything or really done anything that I'm doing now. And I was thinking about five years is not that long, but it's an eternity within like the digital space. And as, as more people are entering into it and getting excited about it and putting their voices out there, there's like this, this desperation to be seen and to be found, mm -hmm. draw attention to your work because you're passionate about it but also to not lose your voice and like who you are authentically. And so kind of figuring out like, you know, pushing a brand and a, and a message and also to leaning into who you really are. Any mm -hmm. thoughts and advice on that? Yeah, like, especially in the beginning, because I had no idea what I was doing. And I was so like, oh, this person does this, I got to do this. And this person does this, so I got to try that. And you've got to sit down and you've got to say, okay, you know, yeah, it's great to have mentors. Yeah, it's great to have people that you look up to or that you follow on Instagram or whatever that you can learn from. But when it all comes down to it, you got to do what's right for you. And what worked for them is not necessarily going to work for you. For me, it's always been a lot of really knowing like, okay, I need inspiration. Like I'm kind of stuck, you know, whatever. So I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to scroll. I'm going to you know, follow these people, I'm going to go to these conferences, listen to these podcasts, do whatever. But then knowing when I've consumed too much, mm -hmm. like, if ever I start to feel like, okay, well, now I don't know what to do. Because, you know, this person says this, but this person says, then it's like, okay, it's time to shut it all off. And it's time to just sit there and say, okay, like, now that I, I know this, I've heard all of these different opinions. What do I actually want to try? And I think that's the thing is we're also afraid to try things. We don't want to try things and have it not work and have to try something else. We want to try the one thing that's going to work the first time. And that's just not how it works. It's not how life works. I think being willing to say, okay, I need inspiration. I'm going to go find it. But then saying, okay, now I've consumed that information. I've gotten the inspiration I needed. I don't need the overwhelm that comes from continuing to do this process. So I'm going to slow down. I'm going to 
press pause. I'm going to reflect on all of this and I'm going to figure out what it is I want to try knowing that it may not necessarily always work and knowing that I may have to come back to this drawing board later. So what does your drawing board look like for you? There's always new tactics and things to learn and platforms and it's such a fast moving space and you're working with so many different types of business owners. How do you kind of turn inward and create a plan? How is there like any ritual behind it or what's your own personal strategy for drawing inspiration and then also to implement? I I guess I'm a little bit old school, but I'm like, I have this giant whiteboard in my office. Um, one's right over yeah. there. You're good. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that there's all these digital tools that'll help you. And so if that works for you, great. But I'm like, I'm a pencil and paper kind of girl, you know? And I'm like, I just need to get it all out of my head. For me, it always starts with just this like massive brain dump, grabbing my dry erase markers and going over to my board and just scribbling down everything, every idea that I have. And so I do this with like new ideas in my business. I do this with like new content ideas and marketing. I do this with everything. And so just whatever it is that I'm focusing on, I'm like, okay, what's every single idea that I've had or that I've consumed from someone else that applies to this thing that I'm looking at? And I scribble it all down, like every thought that I have about it. And then I go back through and you almost instantly when you go back through, you'll always look at ideas and go, uh, no, that's, that's yeah. not a good idea. And you'll scratch things off. And so when, when you have that list of what's left, it's looking at it and saying, okay, which one of these is going to move the needle toward this goal the quickest? Get yeah. me the result that I want the fastest. Yeah. And most of the time, you'll only pick out like one, two, maybe three of those things. And then it's looking at those and saying, okay, chronologically, what order do these things go in? And you're gonna, you're going to make that list in your head. You're never going to look at that and go, well, I don't really know which of these I should do first. They're, they're going to make sense in a certain order to you. And whatever that order is, that's what you go try and you see how it works. And I've never done that where I'm left staring at my board going, Oh my gosh, I just don't even know where to start. There's like 20 things here. And I don't know what to do. I've never done that. I've always like done this and then looked at my board and gone, okay, this is where I start. This is where I go next. This is where I go after that. Let's go. So there's a lot of trust in that. Yeah. Because what you're saying is that you're putting yourself in the driver's seat and saying that I trust my intuition, what I'm being guided to do next. And there's always like that fear saying, well, I need to learn more or so-and-so knows more than me. And so we kind of like allow other people to drive our car and our car is like (laughs) practicing that trust muscle where you can kind of lean into that. Like, was that natural for you or was that something you had to learn? I think it just goes back to that resiliency thing. Like I've always just been very like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. I know that doesn't necessarily come naturally for a lot of people. I think if you're that kind of person, you are pretty resilient and you know that you're going to be okay, like just falling on the ground and standing right back up, then I think this will come more naturally to you. If you're not that type of person and you're not very resilient and you don't really give yourself a lot of trust, I, I always, I said this to somebody the other day and I always think this is important to remember. Usually we trust ourselves the least. You know, we'll, we'll listen to a friend say something nice about us, but we're not about to say it about, about ourselves. So I think put yourself in the position of if this were my best friend, Mm -hmm. if this were the person I care about the most, the person who I want to see succeed, what would I tell them? And then ask yourself, why can't I say that to myself? Mm -hmm. Why can't I tell myself that? And if it helps, entrust someone in your life, like a friend or a spouse or whoever to be that person for you. You know, I've gone to, 
my husband in the past. I've gone to my dad. I've gone to people and I've been like, hey, I'm like not getting this done because I'm so stuck in my head. Can you just like constantly remind me of the finish line? Constantly remind me of where this is going. And who's going to say no to that? If these people love you, they're going to be there to lift you up. So having that, that person, that second source, look at me and go, hey, you can do this. Like, remember, put your eye on the finish line. Remember where you're headed. It's a lot different than hearing you say it to yourself. So if you're that kind of person where you like, don't really trust yourself or you can't get yourself motivated, entrust that to someone else who wants to see you succeed and who does care about you. So we trust ourselves and then we try and it doesn't work. How do we maintain that trust within ourselves to have the courage, the the need, the have to, to do something again after something we really tried hard on failed? Yeah. First of all, give yourself like the grace of knowing that like, I, I feel like so often, especially, you know, if you're in business or something like that, so often we're like, oh, it failed. Like we're it- Expected to get right back up. While I do think like you're going to fail over and over and over again, it's going to happen it, with anything you do in life. You've got to get back up. But I think allowing yourself the time, I'm reminded of when all that stuff went down for me before I started my business, future husband left and all that. I was on my mom's couch and I was just bawling my eyes out. Like I was so upset. And I remember my mom looking at me and being like, you know what? You get to cry. You get to cry right now. It's okay. You get to cry. You get to be sad. And I think it went on for like four or five days. And then my mom was like, okay, you're done. It's, t- it's time to get off the couch now. You can be sad, but you have to go be sad somewhere else now. You have to get up. You can, you can be here with us, but you can't be here like this. What a great mom. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> but that to me, that's everything. It's like, hey, you get your time. You get your time to be upset. You get your time to be embarrassed. You get your time to be sad that the thing didn't work the way you wanted. But at some point, you've got to say, okay, whether I trust myself or not, I can't stay here. And if I sit here and I wallow in it and I continue to not even try to earn my own trust back, then I am stuck here. Mm. And nobody wants to be stuck where they are. Everybody's got some kind of goal that they want to reach. And I think it's just constantly reminding yourself that if you have a limited mindset, if you're constantly stuck in this idea that you can't move forward for whatever reason, including that you don't trust yourself, then you are automatically creating limited results. Because if you have a limited mindset, you've got limited results. You cannot get anywhere from staying where you are. You have a lot of strength in you. You're pretty fiery. And you talk about this word resistance a lot. It's very gritty. And then yet too, you've been solid enough in who you are that you're able to show the other sides of you, which is a little lively and, for, you know, passionate and you love Dr. Pepper and you like pink and all of this <laughs> stuff. It, it kind of combining those two things of the, you know, the strength and the resilience and also to the vulnerability of being seen online. It's an interesting thing to learn too. share, share with us your process there. Oh gosh. I don't even know if I have a process. I think it's just find what works for you. You know, like not everybody's going to be like that. Not everybody's super fiery. That's okay. You don't have to. Uh, I love social media. I love the way that the, the digital world has transformed over the years. I love this like age that we live in, in terms of like our digital landscape. But I also think it's our own like worst enemy because we're constantly comparing ourselves and we're constantly like, Oh, if I'm going to run this type of business, I want, I want her business. I want his business. I want this thing. So I have to be exactly like them in order to get it. And that's not true. 
any audience that you have, any like success that you're going to have, it's going to be based solely on you. You can't recreate somebody's results and and like recreate their life. It's going to be different. Even if you grow the same type of business or you go after the same dream, it's yeah. going to look very different, in, especially just the journey to get there. And so I think just like reminding yourself that however you want to show up is okay. It is acceptable. For me, I have days where I'm like super fiery and I'm like really pumped up, lots of energy. And then I've got my days where I'm just like, I, just too. Want to, I want to hole up in a corner. I don't want to talk to anybody. Just let me be by myself. And like most people are really shocked to know that I'm actually like really, really introverted in one-on-one settings in person. So I can talk to you like this perfectly fine. If you and I were in person right now, I'd be so shy. I don't know what it is, but I have that this like weird social anxiety that I think most of us have in some kind of form. Mm -hmm. And so just find what works for you. Like be okay with who you are. Be okay with if you're fiery, if you're introverted, if you're loud, if you don't like loud people, like it doesn't matter. Just be you. Like you can't copy somebody else and expect to get a decent result. People are going to look at you and go, "Mm, she's trying too hard. Mm, He's trying trying to be somebody he's not. Like people can recognize that. You you constantly recognize fake people. So don't be one of those people. Um, I I don't think there's any like process that will work for anybody for that. I think it's literally just sitting down and learning to be okay with who you are and doing the mindset work and doing that inner work to learn to be okay with who you are. And that doesn't mean that you have to like every single thing about yourself. We're human. So sometimes it's just hard for us to do that, but it's just accepting it. Think about your best friend. You probably don't like every single thing about them. You love them. They're your best friend, but there's something about that person that you don't like, but you've accepted them. You've accepted them for who they are. You know that you don't like that thing, but it doesn't matter. You guys are best friends. So learn to to point that inward. Yeah. What's something you wish you would have started sooner? Everything. Yeah, like I, I feel like I spent so much time doing this thing that I'm preaching not to do now where I was just consuming and consuming and consuming and looking at everybody else and going, Oh, well, they worry about email lists, and they do this type of marketing and they run this type of business and they talk to these people. I just spent so much time focused on that. And I feel like where my business is now, where my life is now, I could have gotten here so much faster Mm. if I had just taken the advice I dish out now and just said, you know what, I'm just going to show up as me. I'm going to have my days where I'm loud. I'm going to have my days where I don't want anything to do with anybody. I'm I'm just going to be who I am and see how it works. I think I would have gotten here a lot faster. One of the things we talked about before was money (laughs) and the, the, you know, coming into a business, you were going to do criminal justice and you had this other idea of what your life was going to look like. And then you're charging people. Now part of marketing is, you know, eventually the ask and and going for that. And sometimes that holds a lot of people back. Why are you talking about that right now with business owners? Why is that something important to address? I mean, how can you expect to be in business and be successful if you're not willing to be in business and let yourself be successful, right? Like I I think so many people get caught up on that ask and like they don't want to ask for the sale. They don't want to ask for the thing that they want. I'm always just reminded, I don't know who originally talked about this, but I'm always reminded of, you know, you hear a lot of people say this, the literally the worst thing that can happen is that you get told no. And it's like, okay, I have my answer. I'm going to move on. Is that really that bad? Like I know we, we don't like to be told no. Sometimes it makes us feel awkward and embarrassed and upset and whatever. 
But is it really that bad? I mean, look at everything you've overcome so far. Does one little no really negate all of that? Probably not. For me, it's just like, what harm does it do to ask for what you want? What harm does it do to ask for the sale? And I just think business owners like so they they miss the mark a lot of the time. And I know I did when I started out. I, I didn't know when we're consuming everything. It's like, we don't know how to work out a plan for ourselves. And so that's how I got into coaching on money and marketing and trying to get entrepreneurs to understand like, you don't need somebody else's roadmap. You need your own. You've got to, you've got to make your own. And so that's, that's literally what I do. That's what my coaching is all about is because I want to sit down with people and help them figure out, okay, this is your business. This is where you want it to go. This is your goals for it. Now let's make a roadmap that's custom to you, that works for you, that gets you there in terms of your financial goals, in terms of your marketing goals, make those two things work together. And I I think there's just not enough of that with entrepreneurs. I think we're so focused on, I got to buy this course, I got to download this freebie, I got to do whatever to get everybody else's roadmap so that I can piece it together and make my own. And in reality, if you just took out a blank piece of paper and drew your map, you'd be way more successful, way faster. What is one of the most unconventional marketing approaches that you love that most people don't do, but you think is just game changing? I mean, I think I do a lot of the standard stuff, you know, like I really, I'm really on Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram right now. I love Instagram. I don't think I'm as big on TikTok as you are. Like I, I love, I like the platform. I do. I just, I haven't gotten into it quite yet. Now I'm on Instagram reels and I'm like, I don't know if this is that uncommon, but it's just something I do that, that really works. I really have a lot of like one-on-one conversations, like just in my DMs and like stuff like that. But uh, like I said, I don't think that's that uncommon, but it makes such a difference to get to talk to people one-on-one and get to like really hear what their pain point is and what their problem is and then get them like into my program or, you know, sell them a course or do whatever. And not really go in with the intention of selling them something, but just naturally lead them to the right resource that I have versus just hopping on like, you know, a live or an Instagram story and being like, Oh, come join my thing. Come buy my thing. Like that's always just worked better for me. And I think it's because I put a really big focus on relationships and I love building relationships, whether you're going to buy from me or not. Like I just get excited to talk to people because I think if you can understand why somebody does what they do, then it's a whole lot easier to help them or to recommend things to them or to really be drawn into their story versus just saying, oh, hey, you run a business, you need marketing, join my coaching, then we'll talk. This has been on my mind a lot lately. I've been asking so many people about just making the online space a little more human. Uh, I'm passionate about marketing and I love social media and I love digital things. It's I left everything that I was doing to do this. I believe in it. But I also too am super conscious of like the landscape we're creating as forerunners of this because you and I, people in our generation, we are the forerunners of what all of this looks like. And there's a certain level of responsibility and weight that comes with that in a good way and in a, you know, kind of a humbling way where what are we, what are the, what is the culture that we're creating online and what are the things, like what, what are our children coming up? Like what, what, what kind of place do we want to leave this? And so with that in mind of being a little bit more human through your interactions with people, I think there's a disconnect between Sally and the DMs and Sally in person yep. and bridging that gap right there. I don't know why it's so confusing, but any insight on just that human element when you're dealing with a digital landscape. 
like you said, we're the forerunners. We're the ones who have to make the change. Otherwise, everybody coming up behind us is just going to go, oh, well, this is the way it is. This is the way we do it. This is way the way it's expected of us. So if we make it where you get to show the bad days, you get to show the hard parts of running a business, you get to show the insecurities, then everybody behind us is going to go, oh, this is the way we do it. This is the way it's expected of us. And they're not going to be afraid to show that. You know, it's so easy to get on social media and be like, look at my new car. Look at my fancy trip. I'm going on vacation. Uh, And this was my personal favorite. I hit six figures this month. Ask me how I did it. Like, I can't stand it. And I'm like, that's great. It's great for you if that's what you did. I know it. If you made six figures or five figure months or whatever in a month, like, I will give you all the hand clap emojis. I'm so happy for you. Like, yes, I would love to hear how you did it. But I'd love to hear how you did it over like a coffee as friends where you're just like telling me about your success, not in a way that you're selling me into a program. Like I don't need... And I think if we were so much more willing... then that's my thing is the people that I see say, oh my gosh, I you know had a $100,000 launch or I hit five figures consistently every month this month or six figures or whatever... I never see those people getting on their stories, hair in a mess, no makeup, going, you know what? I just can't do it today. But here I am, guys. Here's my reality. Here's my ugly, nasty sweats from college with a stain on them that I can't get out. And here's here's what it looks like. Like I and so for me, I'm constantly like, that's how I want to show up. I want my audience to look at me and be like, hey, we've seen her in those sweats like three times this week. Is she doing okay? Like, that's how I want them to look like me. And and I've had people do, I've had people actually send me messages and they're like, hey, um, not to be rude, but like, you've worn that shirt like three days in a row. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have, I should probably go change that. Like, and, and I, I want, I want them to, I, you know, we're constantly reminded like, these people don't actually really know you. They're not really your friends. They're your followers and there's a difference. But I want them to feel like friends to a certain degree. I want them to feel like they can have hard conversations with me. I want people to hear my story of the guy walking away and not getting to finish my college degree and be be comfortable coming to me and being like, how did that feel? You know, how did, uh, how did you handle it? How did you, because I think so often we hear these stories and we go, oh, well, I, I can't ask anything about that. That would be rude. I can't ask her how much she makes. That would be rude. And we feel like we can't have these conversations because the person isn't showing it themselves. As the forerunners, as the people that are leading this charge, we've got to be the ones to say, here are my bad days. Here are my insecurities. Here's how I want to show up for the world and, and to my audience and to you guys. Follow along if if that's your jam. And if it's not, bye. Like there's a million other people that are doing the the fake, I made six figures a month, come buy my course thing if that's who you want to follow. But I'm over here to be real. I'm not over here to give you the Instagram real version of my life. I want you to see the real version of my life. I want you to see how hard it is to grow a business because then I can help you get through it too. That's it. Haley, I have one final question for you, but I'm so grateful there are people like you out in the world and especially in the online space. We're so desperate for it. We need more of this. It's encouraging to me to know that you exist and that you're putting your message out online. Where can people go and stalk you online and see your uh, pajamas that you've been wearing for three days straight? Yes. (laughs) So I, like I said, I'm on Instagram like all the time. It's my favorite platform. So 
you can head over there and follow me at Haley Luckadoo. It's Haley with two eyes. My website just has everything about me. You can check out the podcast over there and all kinds of things. And that's just HaleyLuckadoo.com. All of that will be linked in the show notes. Now we're going to go back in time to this Haley and what a story. Wow. You just had your heart completely broken. This guy one month before your wedding just deuces out your college career. Pay either pay this money, you're gonna get kicked out, you lose not only a love, but also to like your your future, your identity, or what you think, and you're just left probably empty-handed and completely desperate, I think is the word that you used earlier, where you just didn't know what the next step was and you had no idea you were gonna meet and marry the man you have now and start your podcast and, you know, be successful in helping so many different people and really leaning into everything that Haley is online. And if you were to go and sit with that young woman who probably was completely different than the one I'm seeing right now and tell her one thing that you understand now, but she did not know back then, what would that be? Oh, this is going to be so cheesy because my mom already said it, but I would just tell her you'll figure it out. I think there were so many times where my mom said it and I I did that thing that we do with our moms, right? Like I rolled my eyes and I was like, yeah, 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 I hear you, but I don't see it. I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear you saying I'll figure it out, but I don't see it. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. And if I could go back and say something to her now, it would just be, hey, guess what? It's true. You'll figure it out. One thing that Haley said that stuck out to me, and it was in passing, it was this idea of surrounding yourself with people who will remind you of the big picture. Surrounding yourself with people who will remind you of the finish line, why you're doing what you're doing. And listen, friends, when you're going the unconventional path, sometimes those people are not your closest friends and family because hey we're the weirdos right we're the ones going the unconventional path so not everybody gets it but find the tribe find the community who does get it who is in your industry who is pushing who is not giving up those are the people you need in your life listen connect with Haley HaleyLuckadoo.com and hey we talked about TikTok are you following me over there it's at Heather Parody P-A-R-A-D-Y would love to be your friend until then guys love you in your corner we'll see you in our next episode